When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to The Promise Land, a show about Manchester United and part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by Rob Blanchett as ever. Rob, bad bad things are happening. Um, and we're talking about on the pitch now or, well, off the pitch, injuries are happening. And uh, United play Nottingham Forest on Saturday. And it seems like everything they've been working on in pre-season, we're going to talk in this show today about how United get around the injuries that they have because Mason Mount is injured, Luke Shaw is injured. And uh, we're going to talk about what the hell do United do about this? Rob, how are you doing? Not too bad, but like everyone else, obviously exasperated to hear the news of injuries. Um, We did say, Scott, only a few weeks ago that even though Manchester United squad was relatively balanced if you did your business, you know, selling players, buying in one, two, three more, that you'd be kind of all right if you got some injuries. But if you did get those injuries without doing that business, guess what? You might be in trouble. So, yes, Luke Shaw injured, Mason Mount injured, and other players still recovering in the squad. So, uh, a difficult period for Ten Hag now. And I think now this manager is going to have to have a leap of faith with some of the younger players and throw them in the deep end. Well, we'll talk about this because uh, I, <laughs> uh, Rob and I have differing views on that. But let's, uh, I'll list the injuries that United have. Rasmus Hoyland, there was talk that he could be, he could be back on Saturday earlier this week on the bench. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, oh. Good few more weeks yet. It's barely training, really. Um, Victor Lindelof confirmed as much. Terrell Malassia, muscle injury. Rasmus Hoyland, back injury. Ahmad, knee injury. Kobe Manu. Ankle injury, Tom Heaton, calf injury, Mason Mount, hamstring injury, and Luke Shaw now has a muscular injury, which they're talking United are hopeful it's weeks rather than months, was the the line uh, that came out on Thursday night. We await, we're recording this before Eric Ten Hag's press conference, so maybe he will give more information. Uh, but as it stands, those players I just listed, United are going to be without for a while. So, uh, you know, two games into the season, Rob. How? Well, football's always just generally a delicate ecosystem, especially when it comes to injuries. And there's no doubt that when you come through pre-season, sometimes players respond well. You know, you get the, get the minutes in you, you get the legs on you, you feel better, you want to be where you are. But there was a feeling, I think, Scott, especially the pre-season games we saw and one we attended, you looked at the team, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like United were moving through the gears to get fit. It felt all a little bit stagnant. I'm not surprised at all we're seeing these kind of these muscle injuries and things that are coming up now just as they are. 
And these things are like buses, isn't it? They come, they come in fives. They don't, they don't come one at a time. And I think when you look at Man United, there's, there's no doubt I think the manager wants to play something that's more of a high-energy style of football, which we saw at times last year. And guess what happened, Scott? Players got injured, didn't they? And then you, you had to kind of revise what you were doing. You lost Christian Eriksen, obviously, in that period as well. And that was a big, big blow at the time. Now, you might have to go back to Christian Eriksen and I think you might have to go the other way tactically and not play a high press to what they've been doing in the last few weeks. Well, I'm not sure I'll be the only person to say this. If I was asked the question, I would actually prefer the way that United were playing last season with Christian Eriksen in the midfield than what we've seen so far this season. Uh, and I know that they're trying something different or they have been trying something different and it will take time to work itself out. Um but for me, like we've spoken on previous shows about United being so open through the middle of the pitch and easy to play against. They still are with Ericsson in there because he doesn't really have the legs. But at least what Ericsson does do is sit a bit deeper and you get a little bit more quality in possession, completely. which may benefit United. But it is taking a step back from what Ten Hag was trying to do in preseason and in the first couple of games of this season to the back end of last season when Christian Ericsson returned. And we know, I don't think Christian Eriksen really played that well towards the back end of last season, but he has had, um, you know, he's, he's had time to get fit. He's had time to, uh, he's been sat on the bench for the first two games. Come on. And uh, we, we know what Christian Eriksen can do, right? Yeah, totally. And you're right. I think at the end of last season, you know, when Eriksen came back from his injury, I think both him and Casemiro, after Casemiro's, you know, multiple game ban and came back from that period, neither of them, we're in the hottest shape and we didn't feel that either in pre-season. Now you've got no choice. Now you're going to have to try and do something a little bit more pragmatic. I understand why Ten Hag has been trying to get this philosophy into the players to play higher up the pitch, play with more energy and push, push, push. Because the further you are up there, the easier it is back there. That's the truth. That's the way it should be. But what have we seen with Man United in the last few weeks, Scott? And that is that that hasn't actually been the case. Big chasm in midfield, players walking through it. And United, I think, conceded more shots in these first two games than ever in their history in terms of, of terms of their defending. Now, that hasn't always translated into goals, but it, it, it's worrying, isn't it? And I think now you're seeing that the players are responding in terms of these injuries. That, that you know They're playing a, a more energetic style and it's hurting them. So you have to kind of dial it back a little bit. And when it works, it's great. And you're like Liverpool playing 4-3-3 high press and winning titles. And guess what, Scott? When you get injuries title. and it's not working. One sorry? One title. One title and Champions League. Yes, yeah, so they not bad. Better than Man United in recent years. But when it works, it works. It's great. And it's very delicate. But when it breaks and you get injuries, guess what? You end up third, fourth, fifth or sixth. So United are in that place, I think, balance-wise, where... They're either going to stumble on something that really works well when they can carry on with that for the season. But I'm not quite sure United are in that place at the moment, Scott, in terms of their physicality. You need to work with it slowly and get there, but also buy players that help you do that style of football. How can you buy players with no money? That is a question we should be asking. Like I, I did a, well, a few conversations this week and it's... How have United got to a position where they don't have any money? Manchester United. Because <laughs> of their owners. Well, we know, we know that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just like when you take a step back and you think, wow, this club I used to know, I knew now don't have any money to spend on any players. 
United um, were always really good at cash reserves, keeping cash reserves just in case, always. And what's happened, Scott, in the last five to six, seven years is that they've kind of chipped into the cash reserve to the point where there's now none. And United are kind of operating everything on, you know, tabs. Like, oh, we'll, we'll pay you that there. And then now that is happening a lot in football. It's not just Man United. But it, it's not a case they haven't got money to buy players, Scott. It's just they're not doing their business correctly. You know, sell the players that you got and move that money on and do it all swiftly, do it quicker. And the thing is, United is they sit on their hands and then they get a few injuries and then they go, oh, no, this has happened. Uh, we just didn't realise that players might get injured. Bang, 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 bang. Harry Maguire, are you fit? Are you ready? So this is the problem, isn't it? That's what United is. They are just too slow, too stagnant. And we know the manager wants rid of some of these players and new players coming in. So it's difficult, I think, for him, because now he's going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat and do some kind of magic show in the next few weeks. I imagine Ericsson is quite frustrated, really, that he's not able to... Well, he's been here just over 12 months, 14, 16 months, or however long it's been now. And even now, he still can't do what he wants with the team that he's got. Uh, I know that, and he, but the thing is, he's bought enough players in his own image and profile to give people that uh, armor to suggest this is your team now. So yeah, that's not, a sweet spot. Is it his team now? It is it? his team now. He's been there twelve months, and United spent what two hundred fifty million in the window. You know, spent quite a lot in the other window. This so, window, I think it's it's sub two hundred. So it's, it's it's yeah, so it's sub two hundred. But as we said, it was only a few weeks ago we were going. This is a good start to window. You know, got, but it was, <laughs> it was exactly, and and I think United think like that, Scott. They go, oh well, that was all right, wasn't it? You know, and and now we'll go to preseason and we'll just we'll just do it nice and slowly. Now we have both preached on this show that doing it methodically is probably the right way to do it in business terms and in football terms. But you've also got to have contingency planning. You have to look at these things and think, what if we get injuries? So that's why you need a better squad. And that is why, I know we disagree on this and we will have this conversation. This is why you need to blood kids and get kids ready because there's every chance in a squad situation that you have to use the actual squad. You don't get to use 11 players and think that is it and that you can't, you don't use the rest of it. Every team goes through that process at some point. You know, City might have to play Cole Palmer at some point, but Cole Palmer would walk into our team and looks at Man City and is one of their subs. So you have to improve. Well, they just signed Jeremy Doku now as well. Well, they signed Doku, exactly, and who's a specialist and they need a specialist to do something. So they're bringing him in and that's what he'll do. And that's that's good. That's how you, you plan. But United haven't really got those specialists. Everyone's kind of broad palette, isn't it, of what they can and can't do. And now you've lost Luke Shaw, who was your cover at both left centre-back last year and plays your left-back position. Guess what? You might need some more players. So somehow United need to go into the market and buy players. Or you might see, Scott, some elaborate loan signings, I think, in the last week. I would think the elaborate loan signing route is one that they will explore. Um, United have done a statement. Uh, United defender Luke Shaw sustained an injury, which will ruling out of forthcoming rule him out of forthcoming games. The muscle issue is still being assessed, but the England left back is expected to be out of action for a number of weeks. And yeah. the statement goes on, etc., but doesn't really say much else worth noting here. Uh, so, what do let's let's we'll take this angle with it. What do United do about this? Um, because obviously. I think we've we've alluded to already that the system or the plan might have to change. 
Yeah. Um, in terms of personnel, what would be? Do you think Ten Hag will move to a different first choice eleven and stick with that for a couple of game weeks, or will he go? I'll do use this for Forest, and I'll use this for Arsenal because they are the two games coming up before the international break. I think he's going to have to feel around a little bit because these are not really in the immediate plans. Again, I'm not going to insult Eric Ten Hag and say he hasn't got contingencies for his football tactics and what he wants to do. The thing I didn't like in pre-season, Scott, is that the, the minutes were not really mixed and matched. It was a very much like, this is my first team yeah. and these are kind of everyone else. And the way I like to see managers do it, and again, I'm not saying I'm better than Eric Ten Hag. I've got to keep saying that because it comes up in the comments, is that I like to see talent blooded with talent so you go right this is what I would like to happen at left back but you know if this player's out this player's played with these players they know what they're doing and I think that there is this chasm between maybe the first 11 at Man United and say the next 11 but they're not two separate teams Scott are they they're supposed to be one team they're supposed to be able to function together and I think Ten Hag now I think with these two injuries there's no doubt Mount and Shaw are bona fide de facto starters they would start pretty much every game or be close to it in Eric Ten, Ten Hag's mind. So what do you do? I think with, with Luke Shaw, we know, I think Delo obviously will play that side. Did Delo play there in pre-season, Scott? No. Didn't play there hardly once. Didn't well, you had Malassia. Well, Delo can play there. I mean, he has played there. He played there last season. Scored at Forest playing from left back, if I remember rightly. Delo um, can play there. Delo can play there. Like, I can juggle three oranges, yeah, but I might drop them. So, like, Delo can... Delo is, well, you were also critical of Delo at right back, so... I, I don't want to see Delo at left or right back, first and foremost, but you, you've got... It needs must, isn't it? You are stuck there. He's not a specialist, and he will play. Like, you're going to have to play him, because he is, again, in that realm of starter, isn't he? Like, Wan-Bissaka's probably claimed that right-hand side. I think on the left-hand side, you, you've got to bring him in, haven't you? Now, you've got really no choice. You've got a kid in Alvaro, or you've got Delo. So, you're going to have to go with Delo. But what I'm saying, Scott, is we didn't see any of this working in preseason. All the games they played, they didn't try these things. It all just felt a little bit soft. Didn't see players playing minutes in alternative roles. It was all just like, well, this is what we do. And if we and if we get injuries, well, we'll just do something else. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that. You're going to get stuck with Delo now. Delo has to play there. And I don't mean he's a very good left back. Like, do you? Well, Luke Shaw couldn't deal with Bukayo Saka last season. I know Arsenal are the, the game yeah. next Sunday. Uh, but would you feel confident putting either Alvaro Fernandez or Diogo Delo up against Bukayo Saka? I suppose Delo's never been the best defender in the world, but at least he is right-footed, so we would tend to come into that side that Saka, Saka likes to cut it into. Um, but yeah, it doesn't strike you with confidence, does it, ahead of that game? I mean, we're going into the Arsenal game next weekend. Two teams who are on different, massively different feelings around each team at the moment. So uh, yeah, how do you think, what what will Ten Hag do on Saturday against Forest, do you think? Well, he's going to have to test a load of things against Forest. Like this is a team coming coming to Manchester United where you expect that they might be in the bottom half of the division and they might have less quality players, certainly compared to Arsenal. But you've got to kind of stumble on something very, very quickly, haven't you? So like Delo could come in, Scott, and play really well against Forest because they're Forest. Yeah. And then you go up against Saka and you get absolutely murdered. So do I trust Delo's defensive skills at right back? No. So am I going to def- trust his skills at left back 
absolutely not. I do think it will help that obviously being right-footed, he can invert and that means you can kind of bodge the system so he can come into midfield and maybe do that work and you can spread out across the back and maybe tuck uh, Wan-Bissaka in. But now you're trying things, Scott, that again are on the fly. This is like, we've not seen anything from Manchester United in the last six weeks that suggest they've got a plan B. I've just done a video called 10 Things Wrong with Manchester United. Yes, I'm plugging one of my own videos there. And one of the things that I said was exactly that, is that it seems that United want to play one way, but there is literally no plan B. We've not seen it in pre-season and we didn't see it in the first two games where United could just switch to do different things. And yes, that's a development thing. But now United are going to have to develop quickly, aren't they? They haven't really got a choice because you've lost two of your first teamers. And I think Luke Shaw, even though he's not played well at the start of this season and didn't look great in pre-season, he's fundamental to what you do. A left-footed, left-sided player who can overlap and get you up the pitch. Who does that now, Scott? Like, yeah, Delo can do it, but he's right-footed. So he's not going to be able to overlap. So that's that's a big tactic just out of Ten Hag's book. I say his left foot isn't terrible. It's not... There are some very one-footed players. I think what he he was brought in because I remember at the time he was signed mm. because he could play both sides. That's right, absolutely, and he hasn't done it, and no manager has trusted him to do it. So there we go. So like you have to do it now because you've got no choice, and you didn't. Like we all said, you probably don't need a left back if Luke Shaw stays fit, but then you need to push on someone like Avara to be his deputy and keep him, or maybe put him on loan and bring him back and and work the positions, position position. You're lucky that on the right sided you had. Wabasaku came out of nowhere and really formed, like, you know, in terms of his work, he's done really, really well. But then now, what if you get an injury to your right back? Who do you bring in? Well, you know, you let Ethan Laird go and went, well, that player's gone out, out the door. I understand why the manager's doing those things, making those moves. He's trying to clear the squad out, but the squad hasn't been cleared, I think, in the right way. And it means you've not been able to purchase in the right way. United, I think, are going to have to go into the market. Do not be surprised in the next seven days that Man United go out and discover a left-back who suddenly appears at the football club. Because I don't think Eric Ten Hag sitting there going, I really trust, you know, Jager Delo to play left-back for me. Like, he's... Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm spitballing here. What if Delo played right-back and you switched Aaron Wan-Bissaka to left-back for the Arsenal game? Same problem. Same problem. Better defender. Better defender on FIFA, like, like you know. Like, oh, come I, on, Rob. He's a better look, defender than Dallow is. He's a better defender Rob, as a human being. All right, he's a better defender as a human being, but, yeah, but he cannot play on the left hand side, Scott. He will get killed. Well, they're going to know it. Well, a football once said to me, just asking a question. All right, a football once said to me, right, about playing when you change positions, and he was saying that when you when you play on the right hand side, if you play go to the left, he said sometimes it looks like a completely different game. Now, we live in an era where right-footed players are playing on the left because they invert, and that's what's going on, and that's what managers are pushing. Luke Shaw is not that kind of player. does invert, but is a left-footed player and overlaps. And that's United's tactics. So they don't have another tactic. Well, it hasn't been at the start of this season. I think that we've seen that they, Luke Shaw hasn't really... Especially in the first game, he was tucking in a lot. He, he, they will tuck in because fullbacks tuck in, but if you go and look at the stats as well, Luke Shaw was overlapping Garnacho non-stop. Every time Garnacho got the ball, he would pull up and Luke Shaw would come around the back. So that's the tactic. doesn't mean they've been doing it loads or that's how it works. And now the tactic has to change. I don't think Delo can really do that. Better with his left foot probably than Wan-Bissaka. So you're going to you're going to think about that. But Aaron Wan-Bissaka, as far as I'm aware, has never played on the left side of a football pitch in his He's, life. I definitely see him, saw him do it last season. Really? But, at left back? Yeah, like a, for a, a period in a game. Yeah. It can only um, have been for five minutes. Like I, 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 unless I was not it. suggesting let Rob, I was not suggesting let's. <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do it. I was just saying, how do you deal with Saka with what in. you've got? That's all I was saying. Uh, anyway. Well, how about, how about you use the 18-year-old the left back, yeah, who is actually well, left let's, back? Let's talk about this. That, do you have more years. confidence that an 18-year-old left back, can, you can chuck him in and deal with Bakayo Saka? Because for me, like, Rob, we've had this conversation even last hmm. season. And... You're, I know you're a big advocate of throwing in youth players, mm. but you look at all the youth players that have left the club this season, you, the standard of club that they've gone and joined, Yeah, and then you have to ask yourself, these players are not getting a chance because they're not good enough. It, it, it's because it's a, there's a reason for it. Brandon Williams has joined Ipswich. You know, I, I know he's been on the, on the fringes. Yeah. He, he's, not, um, he's not a young player. Charlie either. Savage, where's he gone? Forest Green? Yeah, no. that, yeah, Bristol. Um, I, I, I think, I think the thing is when you look at the players, you're, you're totally right. If they're going to go and start their careers and reboot their careers, you're going to have to drop down the divisions. That's just what it is. You know, I'm not saying for one second that this is like your your your, your future style. Like, I think this is the problem we talk about about youth in the squad is that everyone wants that young player to be your future superstar. They're going to do this and they're going to do it forever and they're going to be a you know. A hundred million pound footballer, and that's the way it works. It's not how it works, Scott. You have to go down the food chain sometimes to be able to make things work. Do I prefer an eighteen-year-old left back who knows the position back to front and has played it since he's twelve years old and doing it to someone who can do left back but doesn't do it every week, doesn't think about it, has no idea about it in terms of the squad setup, and has to do it because of an injury? And when Luke Shaw went from left back to centre back, Scott, what did everyone say? What's going on here? Why is this player who's never played centre-back playing centre-back? And do you know what? Proved everyone wrong. Did all right, didn't he, at centre-back? And we were all quite happy with that. But I still have that overriding feeling inside. I don't want to see Luke, back, Luke Short centre-back. Just don't. He's a left-sided player. 
and that's where you are with him. And when you talk about replacements, I want people who are specialists there and can do it, or at least someone who's got the diversity to do it with a rounded skill set. Like you just said there, Aaron Wamasaki is a better defender than um, Jagger Delo. And the reason why Delo isn't in the team, Scott, is because he can't defend. So you're going to put him up against Saka, he's dead. It's finished. I'd, I would go well, with the kid the, and the say to the kid, whichever, don't give it a go. Whatever you do, even looks like I couldn't him last season. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know what? I can, I can write the content now. I'm going to the game uh, on Saturday and not in Forest. And you'll make the changes and you have to make them because you've got no choices. And then say, if Alanga goes and murders one of our fullbacks, the whole content will be us going, oh, look, here's a player that we let go who we didn't want because we didn't want him. And that was the right thing to do. And he's just murdered one of your first choice fullbacks. And that is going to be the content we talk about. I don't want to do that. I'd rather give a kid a chance and say, they're, they're due mistakes. They don't make mistakes. You say you learn from it and you move on and you move forward. I don't think Delo gives you anything on the left at all. But he will start there. I'm not saying he won't. And I think that's the problem in midfield now. Christian Eriksen's coming back in. And I've seen so many people say in the last few weeks, Christian Eriksen's finished. Now, I don't believe he is. I think he's still a player. I think that he can give you control in 6-8. I think he can help Casemiro if they both work together a little bit more. But, you know, is Christian Eriksen your energy person that you want in there? No, but you're going to have to do it because he's experienced. But Kobe Manu will come back eventually and will probably be that player trusted to do that. Why do we trust Kobe more than another youngster? He can still make sense because he's better. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, not necessarily. I, I, I know I use the same example. People said 12 months ago, Garnacho wasn't good enough, couldn't play on the left, couldn't do it. And we're actually seeing now that he probably shouldn't be starting because he hasn't got the acumen behind him doing, you know, doing the space work, you know, making sure he covers people. So that's all I'm saying. I know you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, but you've also got to look at this in a, in a pragmatist sense about players and their positions and if you move players around, you play Marcus Rashford at number nine, he is going to be bad. Just simple. He might score a goal or run someone, but he's not going to be good because it's not his role. So players have to play the position and you've got to try and find out whether it's a young player or a more senior player. Well, You're, you're but, saying players have got to play their position, but Ten Hag has not shown really over the course of his year in charge that he's prepared to play players in their position. He's talking Marcus Rashford, you just mentioned there, mm. starting striker when he's a left-sided player. Yep. You've got... Christian Eriksen has been fit into a deep line midfield role when he's a 10 or a right winger yeah. or an advanced right right playmaker. Same thing with Mason Mount, really. You know? Um, and none of these guys are specialists, really, in, in the positions. I think Ten Hag is trying to fit square pegs in round holes a lot of times. I'm sure you'll do the same with Dallow um, on Saturday. But not just spitballing yeah. some other suggestions. But let, let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, should United go with... I'm very much in the camp of... I believe United know that certain youngsters have the potential to actually go far. Mm. And they don't use the ones that they sell because yeah. they know that they're not good enough. Then don't take, the don't take them on preseason. Just get rid of them. Get, get them out the door. And, and th this is the problem, is that if you're building a squad... I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Scott. Don't don't think for one second I'm disagreeing with you. But I do think when you're looking at one position in one unique situation, which is that Man United have just lost their first choice left back, you have to you have to consider two, three, four things and not just go with what looks like the most obvious choice, which is, well, he's the senior player, so he has to play. Because I think that's a mistake at Man United. And you know, I, I use the Cole Palmer thing because 
Cole Palmer, I think 12 months ago, would have stepped into most Premier League teams, but sits on Man City's bench and you know, still might leave the football club, I think, towards the end now, especially as they've just bought Doku. But you have that quality and you kind of sit on it and develop it within the house. But if you don't want those players, then you do move them out. Like you do it. Don't take them on pre-season and just fill the numbers. Get rid of them. Bring in players that are going to work for you and going to be in your squad. And you need a squad of at least you 18 first-teamers. <laughs> yeah, it's money as well, but it's not It's not a new, Scott. Like this, this goes back to even when Man United had money. Like Man United still spent more money than any team in the history of the last 10 years, even Chelsea. So like we, we talk about that, and it's about how you do your work, your business, and the football project. So now you're stung because you've just lost two first-team players. That's all it is, two. And we're going, oh, injury crisis, you've lost two but you can't handle it. That's not a good situation, is it? And I said last week, what if you lose Varane? You know, then you're bringing Maguire back, aren't you? You're bringing in Lindelof. So that, I think this is United have been a bit precarious. Do I blame Ten Hag to an extent? Because like he has to control these things, but he has to find ways. Like, why are we not playing a different system, Scott? Why don't we go to three at the back? That would That's what I my football brain tells me. Play three at the back. Has Ten Hag ever played three at the back? Never, never. So this is on him. Such it's the same him. thing then. <laughs> play three at the back, play five in your midfield, keep the wide players, keep you be able to drop into shape a little bit more. And then you're going to have to, then Rashford's got someone up top to do some work with him. But if you don't do anything like that, then you can't really just try it in a Premier League game, can you? Like Forrest, you're going to have to play your system with either a kid who's been learning the system or a senior player that's not very good in that position. <laughs> that's kind of where you are now at the moment. Yeah, I think Ten Hag has a, a philosophy he ultimately wants to play. Yeah. Uh, and United's market activity really can't support that to the fullest extent. I think you're seeing that they're getting a few targets off the line, but I think most people would say that they need to do more. And a lot of that is... United are crap sellers. They're, they're, they're terrible at selling players. Mm. And I think that is pretty much the crux of the situation at the moment. Uh, but we'll see. They, one player might go. Uh, Dean Henderson may leave uh, and be replaced by Fenerbahce goalkeeper Altai Bayendia. I don't know if I've pronounced that properly. Mm. Um, but seemed to be saying goodbye to the Fenerbahce fans earlier this week. There's been pictures of him before we recorded this podcast at the airport. Seems like that one is going to happen. So maybe there's a chance to raise some cash from for Dean Henderson. Or are United going to fall back and have to settle for a loan with an option again? I, I, some of this I don't really understand. Like, okay, you do want your reserve goalkeeper and there's always that chance Anana gets injured injured and of course you want Dean Henderson outdoor and have done for a long long period of time but there's needs must elsewhere on this football pitch Scott you know what I mean I, I, I could not be less interested in this transfer I really could not be because you've got Heaton and I think Heaton is a fine number two just to keep you going and yeah he's not your long-term option injured or you go the moment. what are you going to do you go in the market and you're going to get your Dubravka yeah you know you're going to get a player like that again and that doesn't really help anyone, does it? Or you're going to go in the market and do your next veg horse, aren't you? So this is what this smells like to me, is that you're going in that direction of uh, trying to find guns for hire and bringing them in. 
And, and, and this is why I say I'd rather see kids. I would rather see that balance because then you're at least accumulating knowledge and over that time. Can I just say one more thing about, uh, you, you talk about the goalkeeper, but I just want to say one more thing about Ten Hag. Last year, he did an interview with a load of us and said that he, uh, that he didn't want to exert a philosophy. He, he's a kind of man who likes to look at his squad and work what he has around his tactics. Now, we know that he wants to move United to a certain place. But do you know what now, Scott? He's going to have to get creative. doesn't matter what your philosophy is. It doesn't matter if you're Pep Guardiola. You're still going to have to try things if it doesn't work. Jurgen Klopp has ripped his own philosophy up in the last 12 months because he's had to, because his players kind of dictate that. So that's where we are with the injuries now. But I don't know. What do you think about this new goalkeeper, Scott? Some unnecessary. I mean, you see if they can get 20 million for Dean Henderson, that helps you bring players in. What's the price of the goalkeeper? Do we know? Do we know I... anything more than that at the moment? Of uh, of the new keeper, yeah, I uh, look at about seven million euros. Yeah. Five, so half of that's gone. So like that. Dean Henderson was a thirty million pound goalkeeper not so long ago, and is now a fifteen million pound goalkeeper. And now you're going to lose half of that to sign another goalkeeper that sits on your bench. So there's a again, I get why they need it, but you know there are other positions still. I think you do need players. We're still waiting for our striker, obviously, to come back, who is not anywhere close to being a striker, and therefore you're playing your best left sided for, uh, forward as your striker. So do you see what I mean? This is, this is unfortunately, I didn't want this show to be completely like this, but that's where we are, isn't it? Is that United are going into this game against Forest and they're going to struggle to really put what you would call a bona fide first team out. I think the squad is slightly deeper than it is, than it was last season. You think Christian Eriksen in reserve yeah, is what you were working with last season. I mean, the, the fact that, Malassia is injured as well as Shaw is, means that mm. you don't have your, your your second choice left back. And that is, he's got a muscular injury as well and has been been out since the start of preseason with that. Yeah. So that's kind of the situation that United are in, whether they look to the loan market to bring a, bring a loan player in. We'll wait and see. They obviously need another midfielder. I think they probably need two midfielders, really, because Donny van der Beek needs to leave if he does... <laughs> We wait and see. I'm not sure that move is uh, is on ice at the moment, as far as I understand it. And then obviously you've got the striker situation as well. What will he do up front? Because uh, Forest are going to visit Old Trafford. You'll be there, as you said. Anthony getting a lot of stick at the moment. Mm. Um, calls for Palestri to start. And what do you do through the middle? Yeah, he won't start Palestri. Just as he just won't, because again, we talk about this manager and, and and young players. Like, I don't think he's going to start Palestri over senior players. That's the way I look at. It. I think Palestri would come off the bench, but we're obviously still hearing that Palestri still might go out the door on loan. Uh, I think Scott, what he's going to do against Forest. This is my little prediction. We'll put it up there. I think he'll play four two three one. I think he'll play at the base of the two. Will be Casemiro and Eriksen, and I think he'll play Bruno on the right. So I think that's what he'll do. Rashford will go back to the left, and I think you probably start Martial. So that's I, th- I think that's the way to keep the senior players and pieces on the pitch. So you making... start McTominay as well in a four-two-three-one. No, no. Well, you I, said I, Bruno I, on the right, so he plays in the middle. Well, well yeah, exactly. You can either play Bruno on the right, or you can play Bruno at ten, and play Anthony on the right. I don't think he's going to play Palestri. Like we're debating here about how good youngsters are, and yet we have got a big hole at left back, and we're not picking. We, we don't want the left back youngster to play, but yet Palestri, who has played some good minutes, isn't he? I don't think he's ready for Premier League starts <laughs> as it stands. When you've got an 80 million pound winger who probably, all right, shouldn't be worth 80 million pound, but 
still does better off ball work than Palestri, which is truth. I think what people are, what I've seen this week is that the brief cameos that we've seen of Palestri this season yeah. have been obviously Good. Uh, Garnacho on the left wants yeah. to cut inside. Anthony wants to cut inside, slows up attacks. Whereas Palestri is right footed on the right, gets to the byline. That's how United conceded a goal last week was when Kulisevsky got the byline and cut it back. Uh, just a different option, really. Something yeah. to something to stop United being so predictable. I don't I don't see it happening either. But I think no. that's uh, some noise that I've seen uh, in the fan base, and especially when you're talking about loaning him out as well. It's a you know it makes you very predictable if you have a left footed right winger, really. Yeah, look, no, I totally agree with you. And and again, we talked about Ten Hag's philosophy. You know, we know that with Anthony. That's why he bought that player, because he wants a left-footed, right-sided winger. That's what he wanted to be able to cut in and invert. And unfortunately, that's kind of all Anthony does do on the ball, isn't it? Is cut in and invert. He doesn't really have a lot more of a rounded game. The manager obviously challenged him a few weeks ago and said that he needs to kind of be more productive and, and do different things. But like that's just that's an existing member of the team. Like we, We're now looking at other parts of the pitch and going, right, how do you make the balance work again? And I think all you can do, Scott, is because when injuries happen and you don't have a plan B, you just have to go back to things that players know. And this set of players, most of the squad know 4-2-3-1. And you're going to have to find a way to protect Christian Eriksen on the run while also looking after Casemiro on the run. So it's going to mean that Bruno Fernandes plays different positions again. 10 wide, you might, you know, not seeing Bruno play false nine. That might have been a help in these part, early parts of the season, but it's not something the manager wanted to do. Jaden Sancho might come back into the team just by needs must again. Um, but that would be in a wide position where you've got you've got options. And I think Marcus Rashford at some point has to go wide again. But is this the game? Probably not. Probably now the manager thinks, well, can can Martial hack an hour for me or do at least 45 minutes for me? We don't know that either, do we? So it's just no, all these variables, really, that I think can happen. But it's difficult. I like He's got a tough job, but I think... They haven't made it easy on themselves, have they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any final thoughts for today's show, Rob? You should have signed Amrabat weeks ago. With That's, what money? Uh, with the money that you sold Scott McTominay for, for £25 million, rather than sitting on him. You, you could have done that business. It was there. So I, I think for United, again, is that it is the story of, of ineptitude in the transfer market, of not being able to get things done. Not saying that when you get injuries that new, new signings are always the right thing but now in the last seven days of the window they are going into the guns for higher market and i think we will see that they will either make those transfers with allegedly having no money scott suddenly these transfers will come out of some pot of money because that's football or they'll bring in they'll bring in players on loan and i think that's probably the more likely option it'll be some wild one we've not even spoken about in two or three days time about oh this person's available and you know they can do six months at left back let's try that player um, but it's not a great strategy. And again, it's just very Manchester United. Yes. Uh, an early promise, promising transfer window where all three players that they've signed were, were arriving before the start of the season as I slowly descended into a bit of chaos, to be honest, because now two of those three signings are injured. And uh, United were planning on obviously offloading some squad players that they have, and they failed to do so uh, or failed to offload anyone of note, really, at the moment. Uh, talking about youth players, there's a few players leaving for sub £1 million. Pounds. Hmm. Not going to make much of a difference to what you can do on the incomings front. But anyway, United play Forest on Saturday. 
And uh, that is at Old Trafford. They will be looking for their second win of the season. Could we maybe see after the second game of the season in the second consecutive year, an abandonment of a style from Eric Ten Hag, just hoping that he can get through uh, the next coming weeks and months, given uh, things are not working on the pitch at the moment. Anyway, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't even say this at the start of the show. Subscribe wherever you get your pods and watch us on YouTube, the Promise and the Manchester United podcast. Like the video, subscribe, leave a comment for us, and turn on the notification bell so you never miss a show. We do Tuesdays and Fridays. That may change in season with United back in... Oh, God, United are back in the Champions League. Oh, okay. Uh, follow us on social media too, at double underscore Scott Saunders on XIG and TikTok, at underscore Rob underscore B on YouTube and Twitter, and at Promise and MU as well on the socials. So see you soon. Uh, thanks again, Rob. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's hope United get the business or get the job done against Forest. Fingers, Rob's crossing his fingers. So, yeah, I think we're at that point already. Depressing, isn't it? Really. Three games in. (laughs) Three games in. See you soon, everyone. Next week, we will be back. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.